0: the Magic Book Club podcast.
1: Hello, it's Tom Price here. Welcome along to the Magic Book Club podcast. Thank you so much for downloading us or streaming us. Or just at least joining us, it's good to have you here. We've got some good stuff uh, on our show today. We're going to be talking to chef extraordinaire and all-round lovely man Tom Kerridge about his new cookbook, Fresh Start. See, we do do cookbooks on this show as well. It's a book. It's really, really good. We'll be talking to Tom in a bit. But first up, a brand new book, which I have devoured. I love it so much. It's set in Ireland. It's got a brilliant lead character, and it is a very, very easy but powerful read. I think you're going to really like it. Uh, so we are now joined by Anne Griffin, talking about her debut novel, When All is said when all is said. Anne Griffin, hello,
0: hello, and thank you so much for having me oh, here. Tall, I just I've been hearing in the last week how, just how magic Magic FM is from people in Ireland. Oh, really? And I, yeah. really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Have we
1: got listeners in Ireland as well?
0: Well, well I don't know, but the, uh, somebody was enthusing about you in the airport when I before I came over.
1: I oh, will take that. We'll definitely yeah, take that. So. This is because of smart speakers. Oh. You can get it anywhere in the world. You could be anywhere in the world and say to your smart speaker, play me magic. Oh. And it just, I know.
0: Technology. It's
1: Don't you just. I, what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> apart from the fact the world is falling apart.
0: <laughs> yeah, what a time to be alive.
1: It's an interesting <laughs> sweetener to the pill, isn't it? The pill yeah. of the world ending <laughs> is you have loads of gadgets.
0: Absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. Couldn't agree more. We have to get lost in something while the madness is going around. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I'm lost in your book at the moment. And I say this all the time on this blooming podcast because I never finish them in time for the interview. (laughs) But this is a good sign. I fully intend to finish this. I'm about two-thirds of the way through. uh, When all is said is beautiful. And it's sad, though. It's (gasps) it's heartbreaking.
0: Mm, I know. I know. And yes, Maris Hannigan has... An interesting tale to tell. Yeah. Um, and yes, there are times when there are tears, but th- I hope there are times when you also laugh because this, is, this man is, um, he's quite, um, he's a bit of a curmudgeon. Yeah. He's a funny curmudgeon and he's sitting at a bar uh, on a significant night in his life and um, he is there to drink five toasts to the five most important people in his life. Mm. And through that, we get to know who Morris is and why he's there, and all, all his successes and failures. Because he is very successful. He's an eighty-four-year-old, very, very rich farmer, um, who lives in County Meath in Ireland. And um, so, as he drinks his toast to each of these people who are all family members and all people who have who have touched him deeply, um, you know, we learn all about him. And I hope. Yes, there is sadness in it, but I think people are really taking to him. They're falling in love with him.
1: Absolutely, I'm definitely not saying it's a misery memoir. It is definitely not that kind of book, and it is—it's beautiful, but it's oh yeah. sad the right touching. way. It's so touching, and yeah, it's so—it's such an elegant man as well. Yes. There's something about him um, that is incredibly Moorish. It reminds me of when I read Eleanor Oliphant in that way oh, that you goodness. that you read that character and yeah, you just I fall into their head.
0: Yes, and that's what I wanted. That's How did what you I do that?
1: How did you do that?
0: <laughs> well, I think writing in the first first person is always helpful. You know, yeah. um, because you're straight in there to his voice, um, and because he because this is a night where he wants to open up to his son, who he is. Now he's talking to his son in his head. Don't get his son is not sitting with him, so he's alone at the bar, yeah. um, thinking back over his life. Um, and he wants to show himself for the first time to the world, which is really interesting because he has spent most of his life protecting and being very private about his life and being, wanting to protect his family and keep everything um, from the outside world because the outside world has done a certain amount of damage to him mm. and um, particularly to his older brother, who's one of the toasts. Tony. 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 I love Tony. I know, Tony. It's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. but it's... It it, it resonates on so many levels, because Tony, I'm trying to always guard, by. I don't want to give anything away, Um, that idea of someone with you all your life, I've got that, we've all got that, people who have have passed on, who stay with you every day.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. He's haunted by them, he sees people in fields and stuff like that. Yes, his daughter,
0: Molly, yeah. yeah. Um, And yeah, I think it is very human to do that. Yeah. Because we are constantly talking to people in our heads, aren't we? And we're, we're constantly trying to figure things out. So he, he spends his time trying to figure out dilemmas with Tony, his brother, or with Molly, his daughter. Um, and it's very human. And that's what I love about Mars, or what I wanted to bring to the page, was the humanity of this man. Yes, he's extremely flawed, but he is like us all. Are we all not flawed? Yeah. and yes, at times he does things that aren't very nice, or he might say something that isn't particularly nice, and you're like, "Oh my God, you can't say that." Yeah, but we you all know? do that. Yeah, exactly. There's so much
1: comfort in this book. That's the thing, and that's why oh, you've that's got a, a real person. Word. But it's true, though, isn't it? I feel yeah. tremendous comfort in all the things because there. So there are themes. Let's pick up yes. on some of the themes. So there's a huge theme of, of wealth in the book, for example, absolutely. coming to terms uh, with wealth. Yeah. There's a, there's a huge theme of grief, the way he deals with grief. Mm, there's, there's, absolutely. There's family as well, the importance yeah. of family. Yeah,
0: communication as well. How yeah. Bad he as a communication, and that came from. Um, I suppose, I'm sure you find it in, in in England as well. But the the quiet Irish man yeah. who just isn't able to communicate his love and his fears to people around him yeah. holds it all inside, um, and he has regrets about that. Mm. And that's what I suppose he he does regret that he didn't have that that really open relationship with his son and that's is, there's, there's a lovely story about his relationship with his son that I really really like that, mm. that goes into you know for example Morris was dyslexic um, and here is a really successful man who's managed to make a packet of money but wasn't very good at reading or writing and kept that secret from his wife and his son all of his life. His son, who is a journalist. yeah. And he's just like, where did that come from? And so there's automatically this difficult relationship between them because he feels he isn't worthy of a son like that.
1: Yeah. And it is not... Well, he, feels he, he feels he isn't worthy of so much stuff that's happened in his life.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's
1: this guilt thing, and that's a huge thing in the book, isn't it? Guilt for oh, things that he's done as well as...
0: Absolutely, you Absolutely. Know, and that,
1: that guilt, and this is, I don't know if this is a very Irish thing or not, so I'm Welsh and it certainly feels very Welsh, the, this, the, the guilt, not being yeah. able to enjoy good things happening to you.
0: Oh, yeah, well, it's, very, I suppose, Oh, not to start on religion, but it is... Um,
1: mm. Self-flagellation. It is,
0: it, it, you know. is, it is. And, uh, you know, it's what we all kind of, even if you weren't part of a very religious family when you're Irish, it's like it's almost osmosis. You pick it up off the ground in, mm. in, in Ireland. And um so yes, he is full he is full of that guilt. And I wanted to explore that because I'm full of guilt, mm. you know, about things, you know, oh I shouldn't have done that and oh I'm not worthy of that. And I'm, um and I wanted to show that. In in Mars. so there's there's bits of there's certainly bits of me in there, my own vulnerabilities yeah. in there, and I think that's what writers do, don't they? They're... Totally,
1: the best ones do. Yeah, yeah of course,
0: they give but, from their heart, from you know.
1: Yeah, um, but this makes it, everything we said so far makes it sound quite heavy. But you you write no. this so lightly, your yeah. touch is so deft. I mean, it's, yeah.
0: Oh, well, thank you. But it's thank
1: amazing. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's fantastic. The yeah. Your your the economy of the the prose is amazing. It packs a punch it, in in the most easy to you. read paragraph. You're just you get to the end and you're floored don't quite know how that's happened
0: oh, oh what it's, compliments that's what happens yeah, when, this podcast. can I just come <laughs> here every week
1: <laughs> no but seriously I mean I don't just do that I don't if you yeah. listen to this podcast I don't just say it's saying it something is great I'm really really enjoying this oh, book Oh, fantastic um, and I can't believe it's your first one yeah <laughs>
0: it is, and so, it's brilliant it's, yeah I'd it's, stop now
1: <laughs> I'd, I think you've done I'll Tell great. my
0: editor that <laughs> I'm done. done. Great. No more. No more.
1: Um, so, what have you done before now, then, if this is only your first book?
0: Um, so, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've got I had a bit of an interesting journey because I'm 50. I turned 50 this month and have published my first book. It's
1: Come just fantastic. On, that's great. <laughs> that is great.
0: Um, so, uh, when I was in my 20s, I worked in Waterstones uh, for eight years. I, I started in Dublin and then had um, some time here in the Covent Garden branch as well. Still
1: open now, isn't it? It's
0: still open despite me having worked there. <laughs> so Somehow. <laughs> um, I also had a, um, about six months in Croydon as well. Yeah. So I've I've done the highlights. Of you
1: really <laughs> have the best of London right there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has been at Croydon Waterstones. Um, and did you... God, I've always wanted to work in a bookshop. I never did it, but did you love being surrounded by books or did oh. it just become a job very quickly? Oh,
0: God, no, I loved it. Oh, really? Loved it from the beginning. That's why I went in. I just... Yeah. I love books. I was, I was a history graduate, so I wasn't... Um, I didn't go in like with this idea of I just want to be around writers and I just want to write. and I, I you know, I was in there just because I, I loved to read um, and I particularly loved the non-fiction section of Waterstones and would invariably be end up being the buyer for, for those sections. But I was forever going down the stairs to the fiction buyers and saying, gimme, gimme, gimme yeah. somebody new, gimme yeah. somebody great. And, oh, I... It, I found the best authors through the, the fiction buyers in Waterstones.
1: So, what was the highlight of your time working there? What was the, what was the big name who sort of leapt out at you, and you felt like you discovered at the time?
0: Well, it wasn't so much that I discovered him because I I, I couldn't claim to do that, but certainly discovered him for my myself and for all the customers. I just. Badgered mm. when they came through the door was Mike McCormack. Now I don't know. I
1: don't know Mike McCormack.
0: Done Mike McCormack, right. Oh, okay. Um okay. So Mike McCormack is an Irish writer who won the Impact Award, which is the biggest prize, hundred thousand. It's run through the um Irish libraries. Right. And um he when I So when I was working in Waterstones, he brought out a book of short stories called Getting It In The Head and it was the most amazing book of short stories I have ever read. And for some reason, his career took a dip and I'm really not sure what happened, but he was like out in the wilderness for years and years and years. Mm. And then he came back with this novel that was... Bought up by Tramp Press, who are a wonderful um, publisher in right. Ireland, just bringing some great names um, to the Irish writing scene, and now internationally, they've got people working here in in London um, as well. Um, and he brought out a novel, the name of which is just, has just gone from my head. <laughs> That's because I'm fifty. Um, <laughs> That's always the excuse. I'm <laughs> yeah, thirty eight. I use now. the same excuse. Okay, great. So will you find um, out the name of that novel? Um, yeah. But um, and. I just remember. I, I am so delighted that his career has come back, and he is like a huge name.
1: So in solar Art. bones.
0: Oh, solar bones, and it's beautiful. Oh yeah, I've heard of solar bones to, because That's... it's one long sentence.
1: And it got nominated. It got uh, nominated for Booker, Booker as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was in great excitement. Longlisted.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's. Um, Okay. I think it's over... Like, mine is over an evening. I think his is over one hour or something. The oh, nice. Are. Yeah, so... Um,
1: just put it on my list, by the way. Very good. It's now on the list. Mike will be very happy. Mm-hmm. Good, thank
0: you. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I just remember the excitement of that. You know, I was at the till saying to people, have you have you read this young author's book, Getting yeah. It In The Head? Right. Um. And I loved that. I loved that when I found an author, like uh, Richard Rooster is one of my favourite authors, Pulitzer Prize winner, American author. Um, And he, um, again, when I read his, the first one I read by him, And Nobody's Fool, I was at the counter going, have you read Richard (laughs) Rooster? Really, you should. Um, And it was like that Mike McCormick, and I'm just so thrilled that he is back with a bang and is such a great writer. Here's a thought
1: for you. Yeah. There'll be people right now working in bookshops, yeah. and your book will be nearby when it's launched, when it happens, when it's out yes, there. Yes. What do you want? You must be so excited. It is out there. It's out there now. It's out there now. So what do you want them to say? When they, if they're working at Waterstones, or okay. any other bookshops are available, you've got to try this Anne Griffin book, When All Is yeah. Said. Why should I? What's good about this? What's this about? Like, What's the sell you want people to be giving
0: I want people to say, because here is a man you're going to fall in love with. Mm. Here is a man who's going to show himself at his worst and at his best. Um, here is a man who's deeply flawed like us all, um, but that you fall in love with because we, because we are human and that's, this is who we are. You know, we have our good days, we have our bad days. We say good things, we say not so good things. But this story is about a family it's about a father's love for his son, a father's love for his wife and it is about a man facing <sighs> facing into times of loneliness and decisions he makes.
1: Now that you've written the book, do you miss him?
0: <gasps> there was a moment when I was trying to sell the book and I had a tear because I thought Morris Hannigan is never going to see the light of day. Mm. So I do miss him because I'm getting to read pieces of the book again. Mm. And, um, and, yeah, I was reading a lovely piece about... Can I talk about his dog, Gearstick?
1: Oh, don't. (laughs) Why do you you do that? Why does he have to be separated from his dog really early on? Why would you do that to me? You know I love dogs, Anne. It's just really unfair. And there's stuff with kids as well. It's just... But it's so beautiful. I can't stop reading it. it yeah, you know, it is, yeah, yeah, Gearstick's a good boy. He's
0: brilliant, oh, isn't he? Oh, I
1: love Gearstick. But a great name as well. Have you got a dog yourself? Do you no, we have
0: no? We've a cat who's called Jigsaw.
1: Okay, nice. Great. Jigsaw. <laughs> great
0: I name. know Jigsaw might <laughs> appear in my next book.
1: Good. I want to talk about that. <laughs> can we have a quick preview of the next book, please? And when when can we expect Anne Griffin's second book?
0: Oh, uh, so I'll be working on it in the next year with my editor. Um, so it is the story of Jeannie Longley. Okay. Love the na- I love the name Jeannie, Jeannie Longling. And she is so set in Ireland, mm-hmm. um, but she, it's a much younger voice. She's tw- 27, and um, it's the story of her relationship with her father okay. and her family and really what she has sacrificed in order to protect them.
1: Gorgeous, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, I feel like, um, we've got to finish in a sec, but I feel okay. like we, we sort of skipped over. So we talked briefly, you used to work in bookshops. Yes. Then oh, that was yeah. like the 90s.
0: That's right. So then,
1: I want to know, What's, in a nutshell, how yeah. did we get from that to okay. your first novel sitting here right in front of me?
0: Okay, left Waterstones, became mm-hmm. a community development worker, worked in charity for about charities, different charities for about 20 years.
1: Did you keep writing while you were doing that?
0: I wasn't writing at all.
1: Wow, okay. I'm
0: not, I, I wrote, started to write when I was 44. Wow. Yeah, so what was happening was I, um, I knew there was something kind of like a gap in my life. I couldn't quite figure out what it was and I kept changing careers because mm. I was thinking, okay, it's definitely, I need to be a community development worker, then I will feel fulfilled. Oh no, that hasn't worked. Um, I'd like to be, maybe I should do financial management not the best idea of mine. Although I was good at it, it <laughs> certainly didn't fulfil me. But it was right. financial management, at least, within the charity sector. So at least I felt there was some goodness to it. Yeah. And one day, at 44, I said, this just isn't working. I was chatting to a very good friend of mine. I'm going to name drop here, Clang John Boyne. Hello. Hello. We worked with he each other might
1: have done Waterstones. quite well as well. He did He's a little done bit. okay, yeah. Yeah, like, okay. I
0: interviewed him for a job at Waterstones...
1: Tell me you gave him the job. Of course I did. Nobody, <laughs> nobody
0: ever walked into an interview in Waterstones <laughs> with a briefcase and a red sports jacket. And I was like, you've got the job. Before he even said Don't that even guy. say a word. He was just brilliant. <laughs> but I was chatting to him on the phone and I was saying, um, John, please can I be your personal assistant and travel the world with you? And, it, you know, it'll be great because you need one. You're so famous now. And um, I think that was about my 10th time asking him and he was so fed up. He just said, "And wh- why don't you write? Will you just go and write? you know what good writing is. And I said okay then. I'm going to go do that.
1: He just wanted to get rid of you.
0: Exactly. No that's he just exactly wanted to what it was. you to please stop. <laughs> what stop. a favor he did. Honestly and he's so, magnificent as well, yeah, John Boyne.
1: He's a magnificent he? man. But he this too. is in the same world, I think. This is the same kind of stuff. Your book is up there, man. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. I know.
0: It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Good. So, yeah.
1: Um, all right, okay. So we've got John Boyne to thank for yes. not only his books, yes. but for bullying you into yes. writing yes, when exactly. all is said. Um, Anne Griffin, thank you so much for coming on the Magic Book Hub podcast. A um Before we leave you, I've got to ask you a few standard questions that we always ask. Okay. On the so um, when you're writing,
0: yeah.
1: uh, who is the one person who's allowed to interrupt you Oh, no one. Correct. Fine. <laughs> not even the cat. Not even Jigsaw.
0: Oh, I have to put her out of the room because really? she writes on my my MacBook. All right, get off! I've just wrote, written a wonderful sentence. Get off!
1: You need you to know? you need to buy her a MacBook, right? And then do a John Boyne on her and send her into the other room to write her own book. Write your own one. <laughs> yeah. Could sell. Um, and when you are writing, uh, mm. what is the best playlist to listen to? Obviously, magic. <gasps> any any particular artists you enjoy li- listening to?
0: I can't listen to music.
1: Oh, okay, you've got to concentrate. I can but
0: can I just say, um, I was listening to Hosier yesterday and I was reminded of watching him play um, on some programme and... Um, the man looks effortless and this beautiful voice comes out and yeah. I just think, I want to write like him. That voice, I want to, that's what I want on the page. Clarity
1: that. of voice. That's what we like about Morris, the clarity of the voice. Thank you. Yes. Okay, Thank good, you. good. Um, and uh, final question. It's a, it's a. I mean, there's many ways of me asking this question. It's basically Desert Island books. But yes. what is the novel? What is the one book that you would have with you in a scenario where you're not like any other books ever?
0: Nobody's Fool by Richard Russo. Okay. Mm. Why? Um, he is he writes flawed men extremely well, flawed characters. I shouldn't just specify men, and he is funny. He is really mm-hmm. funny, um, and there uh, sometimes Morris is. There are a few laughs in this book. Sometimes Morris is funny, and I I kind of I got that from him. But I love I love that he can write. He can make me um, think that uh, you know this particular character is just not behaving very well and the next minute does something so beautiful that I have a tear in my eye
1: gorgeous fantastic Mm -hmm. stuff alright Anne Griffin When All Is Said uh, a book that began in Croydon Waterstones (laughs) 2000 years ago (laughs) is available now and I heartily recommend it thank you so much for coming in
0: oh it's been brilliant thank you
1: and don't forget the novel When All Is Said by Anne Griffin is out now I cannot recommend it enough I really really enjoyed it if you read it now you can be one of those people who's really smug when it starts to get nominated for awards in six months time you can say yeah I did that yeah I did that in February done that already Okay, let's move on now we don't just do book books on this show as well. We do cookbooks too, you know. Oh yeah, here's the wonderful Tom Kerridge talking about his brand new cookbook, Fresh Start. So, uh, Tom, the book Fresh Start, it is. The pictures are
2: gorgeous. Thanks, mate. Oh. Yeah, photographs. So, Christian Barnett is a photographer. He's worked with us on every book basically. He does it. He does all the photos that I do for everything, and he's such a superstar. And so he's got to know us really well. But his food photography is amazing. Like he he makes them look beautiful and gorgeous, and he really pulls. Them, like he makes them magical. But what the mad thing is, yeah that he is gluten free. Oh, right. I'm vegetarian. So, like, he makes the most amazing cake pictures and meat pictures. <laughs> can't touch it. But he doesn't eat it. That must be, that must be <laughs> agony, torture. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I must say, when you get into the sweet section of that book, yeah. because this isn't a book about weight loss, is it, particularly? No, it's, but the, the
2: calorie count is with the recipe, so if you are okay. watching what you eat, you know, like, if you're going to eat some of the, like the hefty, like, the pancake maple syrup stuffy, oh, right. like, you know what, it's telling you what you're eating, so you know, yeah. actually, well, then I'll be better throughout the day. So you can keep an eye on the calories, which I think... Think is is important at this point of you know the story and the general uh, the, the way that the, bu- the generation of the books have grown for us is that it, you know it's gone through the last one before this was all about a calorie controlled diet and mm. to follow on if you've gone on that diet and you want to keep a level playing field and you want to watch what you're eating this is up there but at the same point it is about getting people cooking and cooking healthily rather than just worrying about whether it's low fat low calorie low carbohydrate whatever it is it's just about let's
1: get in there and cook it's really good for I mean I know everyone's talking about it at the moment but it's really good for your mental health as well eating better is good for your mental health but also the process the ritual of cooking do Do you you know what I mean
2: yeah 100% so one of the biggest things that came with this book is that we we did a there's a BBC 2 show that goes with it and we've taken 8 families with us on this journey and we, we met measured their health you know uh, uh, over at um uh, um sport UK's um headquarters in Bisham and mm. we look at their metabolic age and we look at uh, you know general health and fitness and, but also with that state of happiness okay. asking them levels of questions of how happy they are and where they're at and what's going on so this journey that they go on over this 12 week period of cooking from recipes from this book and their life and trying to change their life with their kids and everything and then we go back at the end of 12 weeks and measure it and yes there's health benefits yes people have lost weight and, and all of those are amazing from it okay yeah. actually equally as important is actually people have saved money because they're controlling what they do in the way they cook. But what the biggest and the thing that made me most happy and proud is actually their happiness level had completely gone up hugely wow. because there was this sense of achievement of cooking stuff and loving mm. it and being immersed in food and, and, and the delight in, in doing something that has an end
1: result that makes you feel good about yourself. It's a really interesting thing. That's a story that hasn't been told before because we know that story that you will save money and it's a great thing yeah, yeah. and we know that story um, that it's, it's healthy for your body to not eat you know, saturated fats or whatever but that story of how it improves your mental health that's a new one. Yeah. That's interesting isn't it? And more and more
2: people are talking about mental health now is a, is a huge thing and it, it is because it's almost like people talked about it for years about it being unquantifiable and you can't tell like if you break your arm everyone can see that your arm is broken there's an x-ray yeah. but if there is a space where where you're, you're in an un- unhappy or uncomfortable and it's hard to, for anybody else to see or understand it if they're not. Do you know what I mean? It's not mm. seen as like it's not a physical ailment. It's something that's within you, and that mental health is a huge thing that everyone's talking about. How we can change that up, and be and not being afraid to talk about it, and how they can move forward with it, and you know, being able just taking control and and just cooking stuff. Helps.
1: Yes, it's that simple, isn't it? It's yeah,
2: simple. well, it's not going to solve all mental health problems, but it is one of those things that is there that helps you along the line of enjoying yourself, doing something that you want to do, and then you feel that you're feeding yourself, which, which takes so much more, gives
1: you so much more back. It gives you so much back. And if you're each of these books that you made, you know, Fresh Start here, and you made the Calorie Control one before, if each of those books tells a story about Tom Kerridge at that point in your life, yeah. what's next? What do you think the next cookbook is, and what story is it telling us about you at the I, moment? I
2: absolutely no idea. Yeah. I think you know I think it's so we we'd very we'd very much like to get the the, the proper hand and flowers cookbook out the two Michelin star hand and flowers and you go right well these are this is the journey professionally of where we started and where we've got to and how we've built it as a team and you know and those recipes although they're going to be quite complicated and they're very exact to be cooking at that level there will be elements of them that you can take and cook at home but we are working on that but but when that, that there's no schedule for that to be out that might be a one year project that might be a five year project that's but but, But after this, who who knows where we go. We just keep trying to do things that I hope... Kind of like people can buy into and help people, and you know at the end of the day, if i wasn 't a chef, i 'd probably be a removal man. I would quite happily be in a white van i like it's a, I, and I found myself somewhere with a voice of being able to to show what we do, and also because I have been on like visually on television a health change a lifestyle change I, I found myself with a bit of a voice that people can. Relate to. I'm yeah. not just somebody who's who's telling you what you do to eat Mate, as a dietitian. People love you.
1: People love you. Well, this book going around the office downstairs. I'm texting my friends. Everyone's like, "Oh, God, Tom Carey, he's great. I love
2: Tom yeah. Carey. Like, well, got that thing." Well, I think it's because, like, I you know. Like I'm just like a normal bloke, and who've yeah. b- been on a journey, and I find myself in a position where I talk about it, which is sometimes quite uncomfortable because people don't, you know, for me, like it's uncomfortable, you know, when you say, oh yeah, you know, and you look back at retrospective of what you did and the weight I was or the, what I used to drink or how I, and you go, actually, that's quite uncomfortable, and go with that, but it's nice that people can relate to it, and that's that's the thing, it has to be relatable and real, and if it's not real and relatable, then mm. I don't want to go near it.
1: And your little boy Ace, AC,
2: yeah, AC. Ace with a Y on the end AC, A-C so it's, a, it's right. a real old Anglo-Saxon name actually that comes comes from the word ace as in being number one first right. so he's the first one and that's it he's AC yeah uh, such yeah. a great name yeah such it's a, a cool name, name isn't it yeah. um, and is it, what's his favourite dish in the book then or does he how old is he three? He's three yeah. he's three so actually he's very he like like all kids he quite likes some of the sweet stuff mm. um, and I'm very lucky he does get involved he does like cooking he likes making the omelettes he loves making omelettes he loves things with eggs he likes cracking eggs and making a mess which is Great, you know, Good. like all kids do. But he's, he's not, I'll be the first one to say it, he's not all over the vegetables right yeah. and most three year olds aren't they're not like although really weirdly Beth my wife sent me a, te- a video of him last night right going they were out they were out somewhere for dinner like, like a, she was stuck somewhere in a motorway service station right on right. the way back from somewhere so she went into one of those places I know. For, and go he's mm-hmm. going, he's hungry it's 7 o'clock it they're done. not going to get home he'll be asleep like it's all bad we've got to get him fed the same as everyone has yep. and she sent me a video of him sat there going mm, I'd like some lovely broccoli I what? Like, I was like, what? He's never, like, he wants some what? Who is this? I mean, yeah, Beth, how have you made him say that? You do like broccoli, though. Yeah, that can loves happen. It. Absolutely. That's the one thing that he'll have. Fruit, he's really good with. I'm re- yeah. Fruit, he's brilliant with. And fresh fish, absolutely loves it. You know, fish fingers, he loves as well. But mm. the same sort of stuff. So he's quite good. He's not very choosy. He'll have a go at everything. And, yeah. But then, like all children, halfway through eating, it, he'll just go, no, I don't like that and anymore. And he'll just walk off. Yeah. <laughs> Does he do the thing where he walks <laughs> off halfway through a meal? Yeah. 100%. Just for a little stroll. What are you up yeah. to, mate? Yeah. Come back. Just I just want to go say hello to the dogs. <laughs> Hold on a minute. What about your tea? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm one gonna, sec. Yeah, I'm just going to find a dinosaur.
1: Okay. I think grown ups should do that. I'm going to start doing that. Just walk off doing yeah. some admin in the and middle of a,
2: middle of a meeting, in the middle of a massive yeah. board, Where are you off to? I'm just going to go and find. I just going to find my fire breathing dragon. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm going to use that today. Yeah. Uh, Tom Courage, really nice to see you again. Congratulations on a fresh start. Congratulations on the TV series as well. It's great stuff. Um, one uh, people listening, they want one recipe. What's the best one? What's the one we go to? For to get a taste of what this book is all about.
2: Oh, there's there's a couple of them in there. There's some some great stuff for the salad Dodgers for people like a roasted vegetable salad, which is great with a lovely pesto, mm-hmm. and that works really well um, for people who vegetarian dish, which is amazing. But it also works well if you're going to do something slow cooked like a shoulder of lamb that goes alongside it. There's some nice simple pasta bakes in there, um, but a couple of the really nice simple ones that I like. There's a couple of meatball dishes in there. There's a turkey meatball one where you roll the meatballs and instead of frying them, you bake them in the oven and then oh, yeah. put them in the tomato. Sauce. So it's so it's nice. lean meat. It's very tasty. It's not fried in loads of fat, but the flavour wise is brilliant. So turkey, the turkey, the Swedish turkey meatballs are pretty good, in. and plenty of stuff in there as well for vegetarians and vegans. Loads of vegetarian too.
1: stuff brilliant. in there. Loads,
2: brilliant stuff. Tom Courage, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, Tom.
1: That was Tom Courage, and Fresh Start is out now. And I can confirm, I will be attempting to cook one recipe from that book this week. So I'll let you know how that goes on the next podcast. Talking of which, next time we're going to be joined by Sini Glaster talking about her second novel. Mr. Doubler Begins Again, a book about potatoes. Very, very good, apparently. Uh, Also, The Woman in the Dark. If you like your psycho thrillers, then I think you're going to really like this one. It's a Welsh noir novel uh, by the fabulous Vanessa Savage. We're going to be talking to her too on the next book club here from Magic. In the meantime, have a great day. See you soon. Bye.